Welcome to The Bank Shot with your host, Jane Banks. This show is sponsored by the John Coltrane Jazz Festival and Roar Media Group. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the flow of conversation. And now your host, Jane Banks. Hello, everyone. It's great to be back on The Bank Shot. And I welcome all of you all, especially my special, special fans and so forth. And it's great to be a part of being in your lives as you're in my life as well. I want to, before I even get started, introduce my co-host, the lovely Miss Lynette Jackson. Hello, Lynette. Hey, Jean, how are you? You didn't use my middle name this time. Why? Are, are you Are you okay? Are you feeling good? Because you threatened me to not <laughs> use it. So. <laughs> but you never pay attention to anything that I say. So what's going on today? Is okay. it? Because I'm paying you're, attention. Because you're paying, paying attention. attention? Yes, I'm paying attention. You're learning. So you're learning. We're back. We're back. We're doing things <laughs> where, you know, we, we had some great shows and you always can go back and a lot of the shows you can listen to that you have not heard on the uh, on Spotify, on, on on all the special media situations. And Wells going to the our website, www.genebankslegend.com. And there's a podcast section on there that all the shows are on there. And, and, and you, whatever the case may be, you have to go and visit the site and also subscribe and like. And we'll yes. get back in contact with you as well. But yes. Lynette, tell us more about what, what is going on on this show today. Yeah, I'm super excited about the show. Well, I, first of all, let me just say I love last week's show with Uncle Sonny. Uncle Sonny. Uncle Sonny Vicaro. I loved it. It was a great show. Um, this week's show is really, really fun and awesome because we did this show live on Facebook. We sure so did. So it's a pre-recorded show that we did live on Facebook, and it was so, so good. And so we decided, hey, we need to let our podcast audience hear the show just in case they missed it live. Uh, it was just too good to, to keep from you guys. We love you guys. And so we wanted to bring you this special guest. Do you want me to tell them who the, who the guest is or do you want to say? Well, because, because he has this influence on women. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like saying his name, though. I know you do. And, and, <laughs> and he, had, he had a nickname as well, you know. Yeah, I, I like saying the whole thing. Uh, I'm gonna let you do that, but I, I, I'm gonna say a little quick story about the fact, make it real short. Okay. When he came here, he had women drooling in, I can't, you know, it's F, F, FCA or whatever the case may be. FCC. Yeah. <laughs> some things you can't say. Some things you can't say. Let's just say it is PG. We yes. don't wanna be rated R. We're not rated R. Uh, let me just say this. <laughs> he had a lot of females overwhelmed, for sure. Oh, God. I hope they weren't overwhelmed like that. But anyway, they were overwhelmed. <laughs> but to all my, my, my fans of the Bank Shot and with Gene Banks and all that, listen, we have a special, wonderful guest, Lynette. Do the honors. Ooh, so, okay. So, ooh, why did I say, why did I say it like that? Ooh, but anyway. It has an effect. Is that what it is? I can't even, even I'm smiling even right now before I even, even say now. his name. We interviewed the great Vince the Prince Taylor. Oh my goodness. Isn't that just a great name? Oh my goodness. Vince the Prince Taylor. 
How about that? I'm, I'm fanning myself right Are now. Are you fanning yourself? I'm about to fan myself too, but it was I'm a not, great, great not, interview. Not I'm a female. So I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great interview and it was recorded live on Facebook. And so when we were in our production time and meetings and pulling our shows together, we we're like, we have to allow the other Facebook or well, the, the other audience to hear this Facebook Yes. interview that we did with Vince the Prince Taylor live uh, because it was so so good and uh, so as a matter of fact we're going to have to have him back to do another show because we just ran out of time so yeah. I'm excited about today's show and so am I I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm on pins and needles I, I know but before we let you hear this interview we have something really cool that we have to talk about Gene and that is sure do. It's the John Coltrane Jazz John Coltrane. coming up in September on Labor Day. Yes, September fourth and fifth. That's right. Mm. Are, are you are you ready? I'm excited about this. And and what people don't understand, we're going to do something special on that day too. And one of those days there. Yes. So we would love to meet you all. But anyway, the John Coltrane Jazz Festival, September fourth and fifth. Uh, and we're going to hear people like Tito Puente Jr., but one of my favorites, well, two of my favorite artists, but he's like my favorite, favorite, one of my favorite jazz artists. Hold on. And that is Chris Boutique. Smooth, sultry sound of Mr. Chris Boutique, who will be headlining the John Cole, the 2021 John Coltrane Jazz Festival. And it's so important because we've all been on lockdown and we haven't had concerts and we haven't been able to move around the country. And now we're able to move around the country. If you haven't gotten your vaccine, get vaccinated so you can move around the country and join us September 4th and 5th at John Coltrane Jazz Festival. In High Point, North Carolina. Yeah, High Point, the furniture capital, right? It's the furniture capital. But listen, all that being said, we're going to have to take a real quick break. Oh, I always call it because it's basketball related, a timeout. So listen, you guys, we got a show for you. So we'll be back after this timeout. Chris Bodie headlines the 10th John Coltrane International Jazz and Blues Festival. Labor Day weekend, September 4th at Oak Hollow Park in High Point with saxophonist Marcus Anderson, vocalist Kenny Lattimore, bassist Julian Vaughn, and from New Orleans, the band Galactic. And on Sunday, September 5th, it's the 2021 Grammy-winning jazz vocalist Kurt Elling, blues sensation Kingfish, Tito Puente Jr., with special guest Melina Aldovar, and saxophonist Lakeisha Benjamin. Get your tickets now at ColtraneJazzFest.com. We are doing something different this year with the Facebook Live because it's very, very important that many people want to see us. Um, and we wanted to start doing something to the to the point of being able to uh, give people visual, you know, in an American world, there's always a thing about visuality. Um, the person I'm going to have on today, matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, there's two people that have his name. I did some research and, and looking at the research, there was one guy from England named Vince Taylor. So I'm giving you, I'm giving, I'm giving the name out early, um, of who this person is. He was a, he was a great rock star. So let me let me give you the background. No, see, I'm I'm being very serious. I do my research, and he was born uh, Maurice Holden, 
And he was uh, an English rock and roll star singer back in the 1950s and 60s. And uh, he, his, his group was called Vince Taylor and his boys. Uh, and then it, then it came out, they took, they took his boys to Vince Taylor and, and the Playboys. And you can go on Wikipedia and you can, I'm telling you, you go and check that out right now and you call my bluff. That's what, that's what it was. Vince Taylor and his Playboys. And it's very appropriate. For this guy, <laughs> because we uh we we gave him the name when he came to Duke University. Oh, man. Uh, we called he was called the Prince. He was he lived his name out. Uh, he was excellent. He was awesome. He was the Prince when he came in. All the girls in in uh, North Carolina just lost their minds. Oh, Prince! Oh, oh God! This. They, they, they were falling out. They, I mean, because he had, you know, he he had the he had the movie star looks. He had the little little boy good, and he had the hair all, you know, like we, the shag we, back in the day. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not allowed to talk just yet. I'm trying to build. I'm, I'm not building. You. I don't have to build you up because you you <laughs> you are you are. They talk about me being a legend. You are a legend in North Carolina, and world, and and we're going to get into being international too. But we we're not going to go there. We're going to leave that alone. But Ladies and gentlemen, more than anything else, I'd like to take a special moment to, on this Sunday. All of you are that are here listening to it. Uh, we got some people that are, you already got some some fans right now. Uh, that yes. Kim, Kim Wooten Balderson, a dookie. She says, hey, Gene, hey, Vince. Uh, Hello. Oliver Francis, uh, he's locked in. He said he's locked in. Karen Reed called you the rock star. So Karen Reed, rock star. Vince. said, Vince, you got, you got to go. You still got that. <laughs> you still, you still a man. Only in my dreams, bro. Only in my dreams. No, you look at you. You look people looking at you. Look good. I, I we did a we did a thing where we uh, I, I did the promotions uh, in Facebook, uh, and I show some old shots of you going to the basket and so forth. But uh, uh, there are people from Atlanta to Holland. My boy Doc Robinson, who owns who does a jazz uh, uh, business down in, in Atlanta. He says, "Yo, he was a ball hey, player." Doc. Yep, Doc. Doc knows Lynette. Doc knows Lynette, and Lynette knows Doc, but they really don't think they do. <laughs> but they're from Philly, the same neighborhood. Now, Jackie Jackie Wilder went to Duke with us. Remember Jackie Wilder? Yes. She's sending she love to you. She says hello. And yes. then Lionel William Neptune, freshman dorm mate from House. Why? What's up, Vince? His name is <laughs> Lionel. You remember Lionel? Yes. Okay. Yes. Back in the day, that's almost almost forty years ago, man. We're getting old, brother. Boy, man. There's someone, Mike Carter, Shalom from the Holy Land. Hi, yeah. Shalom, at, back at you, Mike. Yeah, Mike Mike Carter is called the Hammer. I played against Mike in Israel. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Vince played against Mike Carter when he was in Israel. Did you play against him, Vince? No, no. Well, he was, he was, he was one of the most exciting players that ever played in Israel. Uh, I, I can, I'll tell you more about him. He's an amazing guy, awesome. But uh, Mike Carter, we call him the Hammer because he would dance like Hammer. He's six, <laughs> six ten, six ten white guy trying to do the. If he had the Hammer pants, that's what I'm, I'm telling you. But he was he was an exciting player, exciting guy, brother. Love him to death. An amazing person. He's got two sons. One matter, matter of fact, one of his sons played at, uh, if I'm correct, Mike Oregon. It was in Oregon. Uh, Carter, Vince, you because you were in a, you've been in the coaching business for quite yeah, some time. I don't. I'm not sure if his first name might have been. I'm not sure. I don't think I've heard of him yet. He'll, he'll, Mike, Mike will give me the information, but uh, but all these people are giving me this. Everybody, man, there's, there's ticks and tocks and so forth. 
about the Vince Taylor, about the Prince. Today we have Vincent Taylor, the Prince. And but before we do anything else, and before everything happens like this, and and, and strokes on too, he said this is better than the Oscars. What's up, Stroke? <laughs> What's up, Stroke? We have our own Oscars. You gotta, you gotta give you gotta give Stroke a, ho a holler, Vince. You gotta give my man. <laughs> Tom Watkins, better known as Stroke. Me, me and Stroke came in the same year. That's my man. Yeah, you guys post should have been still locked up in Durham, but we're not gonna go there. <laughs> oh no, we think we need to go there. <laughs> well, before listen, here, here we're gonna be exciting all day and all night, but let's here's the thing about what people don't know about Vince Taylor, and we're gonna learn about Vince Taylor. Vince Taylor was born in Chicago, Illinois. You know, they talk about Lexington, Kentucky, but he was born in Chi-Town. And the key about him being born in Chi-Town, in the inner city, you know, you go from the inner city, and then later on he moves to Lexington. But Vince, tell us about that whole concept where with you and your, your mom, your Vert, who was an awesome man, your mom, and we'll talk about her too, Joan, who has been gone, been with the, now with the Lord. But let's talk about your sh Chicago experience, because you had some serious, you met with some great players that came up in a young I age. Did. Yes, we did. I um, Back then in Chicago, grew up on the south side. Um, some of my teammates were Isaiah Thomas, mm. Zeke, uh, Ronnie Lester, both those guys. To this Ronnie day, Lester? Ronnie Lester. Wow. We were all, matter of fact, Ronnie lives here in Tampa. We keep in touch. Looks the same. And Isaiah, we talk all the time. We joke about it because I go, man, we were little, eight and nine, ten years old. And... To this day, he's, you know, he's in the history of probably the best six-foot point guard to ever play. And we joke about it, but uh, I learned my game, you know, learned it on the playground in the south side where, you know, in, in, in the inner city, you press the whole game. You press. Mm. There's no running plays. You just beat your man one-on-one. -on -one. So then... Now, what part of Chicago were you on? The south side or west south side? side? South, south side, side of Chicago. Uh, now, matter of fact, down the street from Simeon High School were a lot of good players, Jabari Parker, Derrick Rose, Ooh, those guys. That's so amazing. I, had, I think the most fortunate thing was I had some great, great coaches, man, that really, hey, I learned every curse word in America. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I know his name. 10 years old, them dudes, they got after it. And here's the other thing people don't realize, the coaches had a paddle. Ooh. Oh, that's really? So we say, we go, we say, coach, coach, I, know, I won't do that no more. He said, I know. I'm going to help make you remember. You ask any people in Chicago raised during the time I was playing, all the Chicago coaches had paddles. And they were, they, hey, they didn't play. They wow. Didn't. Wow. That's but it was great, deep. great competition. And I learned the game in Chicago competition and then refined it when I moved to Kentucky. Now, you, you, you guys played at the, with the, the Chatham YMCA? Is that yep, what it was? Chatham Y. Chatham Y. And the guy that was most influential to you, and I know this, he was very, very influential to you, was Coach Buck. Tell yes. me about him. Yes, Buck, that's the guy, had the paddle. And everybody, <laughs> everybody had a coach when you were younger you were afraid of. Yes. So, yes. so when he said something, he had a loud voice. If you messed up, he just say he just point his finger and say, I know, I know. Just come on over. I'm gonna help you remember. Come on over here. <laughs> had, the, had the biggest heart you can ever imagine. He coached Isaiah, Ronnie, everybody. And the best thing about it is about these about coaches back then where we had to raise our own money to mm. travel, go to Kansas City, to go to these places. Wow. And it wasn't Nike who was sponsoring these teams. We had to raise our own money and we, you know, we we survived uh, selling hot dogs, selling candy. 
And he would come pick us up after school on his own money, put us in that big Riviera. It'd be about eight or nine of us in the big Riviera back in the day, Tink. Wow. And pick us that, up, pick me up on the south side. He'd go to the west side. We'd go to the west side and go to all over. And then he'd drop us off at night, man. And that was on his own dime. Wow, and uh, wow. that's something I'll never forget. But he was the most influential coach that, uh, that, that I um, ever had at that time. Because he learned, I learned to be disciplined and to be focused mm-hmm. and the consequences to, to your mistakes. Well, your, your sister's on here. She's saying, she's saying, oh, hey, man. <laughs> Jan, Janet, Janet, Janet's on there right now. And, and uh, I talked with her earlier today as well. Oh, great. That's and, great. And the one thing that she said about what Coach Buck did for you was he taught you a lot about life and about racism and all the things that yeah. when you were coming up as a young guy. Yes, yes. And uh, I tell you what, he taught us about the history of black coaches, too. Yes, McClendon. that's what she was telling me. There was a coach, McClendon. Uh, what's his first name? You heard he's a he's in the Hall of Fame. And he got he got him to sponsor us to get us shoes, and he just like a you know he's like a second father, and just uh, took out all his time, and that's what he loved, man, just raising us. And there guys that had a wish to me, but he brought them in and, and gave them some discipline, man, and made sure they could handle handle that, you know. Is is that is that Vert behind you? Yeah, is he's Vert? walking in the back. That's Vince. Vince, we're, we're, he, got we're, he got a cane, so he's walking slow, but he's getting around. We're going we're gonna to talk about Vince's father uh, okay. because Vince's father uh, was very, very. Uh, one thing I was asked to ask you was that when when you lost the game, yeah, at a young age, <laughs> somebody told me that says, your dad would go off. Yes, <laughs> he would. He, he just would go off. <laughs> And you know, as Tink, as a kid, you don't want to hear that. You know, you know. <laughs> I know. I lost the game. I don't want to hear it. I heard it from the coach, heard it from everybody else. You come home, we got to hear it. When my mother was totally out, out of basketball, she didn't care as long as I got it done in school and everything else. She didn't, you know. But, but Vert, uh, Vert was so powerful. He, he, he's been so influential when I first met him when you came and I loved him ever since. He's been almost like a father to me. He's just so smooth and, and all that. It's, it's great I'll to tell you hear. a story that I learned, Tink, and you probably know. He was a, back in 1960, he was the first black to graduate from University of Kentucky Pharmacy School. The only who, black. Who, your dad? Up. Yeah, from pharmacy. No way. Seriously? Wow. And he told wow. me stories. You know, he was the only one. So it was, you know, when, when we always used to think how hard we got it, ain't nothing like, you know, when they were wow. raised and growing up. And my mother was, I was fortunate. She was, uh, she went to Howard. And, oh, okay. Oh, mom's was, she was, at, oh, she went to Howard. I forgot. Uh, I didn't know Bison. Yeah, Bison. <laughs> and, uh, so I was, I had some great role models, man. And they accomplished, hey, they accomplished way more than me because they had tougher times back then. I always look at it like that, you know. And your mom was so, your mom was so, uh, she knew how to break down things and, and be stern, but also very compassionate. But, you know, here, here it is, Howard University yeah. has Kamala Harris go there yeah. and then Joan, Joan HBCU. Taylor. It's yeah. a, it's, yeah. HBCU is powerful. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, it's powerful. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you, got a, you got a hello tweet, a hello, hello from KD from Duke. She <laughs> says hello. She said, she said there's trouble. Brewing now. <laughs> you, you already know. You already so HBC was strong. Your mom. Uh, we'll talk more about her as well, real quick. But uh, you know, it's 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 just amazing how she raised you, and you always, uh, always had class when you did things. You you always treated people with respect, and you always did that thing. And that's one thing, one thing I loved about you when I first met you was your mom and dad and your sister. Uh, y'all was just strong, a strong unit. 
Yeah, I was just fortunate to have uh, my mother really instilled that in me. And uh, she always, I was always around uh, role models. And on the South side, which is predominantly black, I was always around strong black role models. And she she always made me believe there's nothing you can't do. You're not better than anybody, you know, but you're not, you're never, you're not under anybody either, whether white or black or whatever. And she made me believe in myself. And she, you know, heck, she, she had the big fro back in the day and was militant and okay. wasn't, taking, wasn't taking no, <laughs> hey, she wasn't playing. Hey, What's one, up? one quick story, Tink, and you know her. Go ahead. So me and my sister go on Sears, and my, and my sister can attest to this. So we were in the store. There was a young lady and kind of disrespected her. You know how that goes. And I felt sorry for the girl because I said, <laughs> okay, I want to talk to the manager. Where is it? Bring the manager. So we, me and my sister would go sit down and wait. We know that we're going to be here for a minute. And she <laughs> never, ever backed down. To yeah, that's know, what's up. To, to, she knows she just, whether white or black, she fought for people who, who didn't have a voice. So mm-hmm. we knew we were going to be res- uh, treated with respect. We might, have the, might not have the most money, but you're going to treat us with respect in this store or anywhere else. And we just knew anytime somebody got disrespected, me and my sister go sit down. We said, well, it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute. <laughs> Mama finna handle some things. Yep. Handle it. Andrew come out and hey, we're going to get that. And, it, and it, you know, and it helped for the next person who maybe didn't speak up. Yeah. It's yeah. time to protect. So I've always believed in that. So I was very fortunate that she, uh, she instilled those values in me. You were very fortunate because I've had an opportunity but to be loved with her. you. You knew that. And, but oh, my God. Here's the thing. And she knew Gene was my like my big brother, and uh, and and I could say the same thing for your mom. Your mother had the same qualities, most mm-hmm. definitely. Small yeah. women, and uh, they instilled those values in us. And not just only with respect, but I could say the same thing, man. Being around you when we were, you know, in school and everything else, always you'd give the person your last dime or the jacket off your back. And I learned a great deal from you and, and the same thing. So it, it was, it was, it was a, it was a great, uh, it's a great friendship. Well, you are, you are always a giving person. You always had respect for people and, 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 and it's not just the girls love you. The kids loved you. <laughs> you were, you were a, a bright spot. I mean, you were our future. You know, we went to the NCAA championship and then the following year here comes, we get a guy like from, from Tate's Creek, Lexington, Kentucky, Vince Taylor, you know, McDonald's <laughs> All-American. Uh, we, we were very fortunate to get you. And uh, ironic because people said, man, why? The, you know, I could have stayed in Lex. Yep, at Kentucky. Kentucky was the number one school, just like, you know, they were the blue blood and everything else. Mm-hmm. Why would you not go to Kentucky and go to Duke? And you must be crazy. You know, they got their starting five back. I knew that. I would be the six mans coming off. But... When I watched you guys play on TV, you played with such passion and fun. And you guys didn't just play like you didn't have a care in the world. That was your freshman year. I said, man, that's the team I would want to play for because you guys were unselfish, moved the ball, had fun. And, and, and you know in your heart eventually. And then I, we became really good friends. And I got to know Kenny at a camp before. I said, man, you know in your heart this is the right place for you to go even though I could have gone somewhere and they said promised me a start anywhere in the country, but it ended up being the right move for me because also my mother wanted me to go to a good academic institution mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So that played a part. So it was all that, the, the, that, that whole connection. 
It was it was spiritual. It was spiritual because yeah, you you, yeah. you weren't you didn't become my friend. You became my brother from from Jump Street. I mean, you know, right, it was one of those things. And right, right. and for you to come, it, it filled. You have no idea. It filled my heart, not for the program, but for me. Right, you know, you yeah. you you made my experience in college on and off the court one of the most amazing ones I've ever had. So mm-hmm. as a little brother. That's what I had, and we—I we, I played the big brother part of time. because <laughs> you. <laughs> he has mad love for you, Vince. I no, we 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 uh, we just it, we just hit it off, and we went out. Now, now we walked in a place. We all everybody knew wherever Gene was going. <laughs> that's when that's when it started. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hey, I was like, it was like Batman and Robin. I was Robin. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, so did he corrupt you though? No, I ain't gonna say that. I learned, I learned some good things. You learned some good things, and I learned some things what not to do. But all yeah. in all, all in all, all in all, was all, all in all. <laughs> Listen, he was he he was a, he was the quintessential little brother. He right. knew I said don't look, don't look the other way, and then, then so he he knew not to do what it was. Don't go that way. I, go this way. Let me, let me, <laughs> Let me just say but this. But Gene knew I would make my own decision no matter oh, what. Oh, for sure. For sure. He I, always I, did. But that was my guy. I had his back. He had mine. Well, he loves you. I want to say that because, oh, yeah. you special. know, as, as Gene and I have been working on this podcast and he's been wanting to get you on, he's been wanting to get you on the show for the longest time. And as I was saying to you earlier, if I, if, if I just got a dollar for every time he mentions your name <laughs> to me, I could just retire and be like rich because this dude right here, he loves some Vince Taylor. <laughs> well, I can honestly say, and I've said this before, the people have called me and interviewed me about Duke and, and everything else. And I, I said, the one thing I, I could honestly say, I said, I, I wouldn't have come to Duke if Gene wasn't there. Simply because first thing was there weren't many black players at Duke. Didn't know any. No, that's didn't true. Didn't know any traditional, didn't know any stars. First of all, and that wasn't the only thing, but I said, what, what would make the number one high school player go to Duke? Obviously, I wanted to play in the ACC, but I said, this guy chose that school and he built it and was the catalyst for mm-hmm. Duke going to the, you know, to the championship his first year. And I said, that, that just completed it. That just made it, yeah. right? And I knew what type of guy he was, a great guy. So I was a McDonald's All-American. I could have gone anywhere. Right. And then it just happens the same way. And then after I came out, after I got to Duke, then Johnny Dawkins followed me. And he was the next high school All-American coming in and, and got to know me. And then it just, that's where you're starting to get more and more players and All-Americans coming to Duke where they weren't getting them before. So yeah. he was the pioneer. Yes. For this. People yes. don't understand that. He was the pioneer. Well, you know, the thing I, is... I wouldn't have come. I'm not saying that Duke was a great school. I like Coach Foster. I like that. But he was the he was the the catalyst for me that 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 really decided that was the right move for me. So I guess it was really kind of ordained because, I mean, Gene going to Duke was just completely out of, like, why is he going there? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I went to high school with Gene, and it's like, Gene's going, he's going Duke people, Duke people don't know what I went through and when if, I made that if, announcement. If I'm, there was I'm, an I'm emoji school. there back then, it would be like, Gene's going yeah, where? Like, what? Yeah, no question. But, you know, but but the God had a plan. I mean, honestly, what people don't really understand and whether my number got retired and didn't get retired because Tom Butters didn't want it up there, whatever the case may be. The thing was, God had a plan and I had no thinking about Duke. 
Believe me, I, I was going to go to UCLA. I would have stayed at Penn. I would have went to Penn. The Penn would have let you play at Ivy League basketball. But they didn't let uh, varsity. They didn't let you play varsity as, your, as a freshman. So that into that, UCLA was one. I mean, I went to the- What stopped you from going to UCLA, Gene? Well, uh, what, wait, why were you considering going to UCLA? I love this story. Why were you considering going to UCLA? Tell, the, went, tell the truth, shame, went, shame the devil. I went to Hugh Hefner's Playboy Mansion. <laughs> Forget, forget academics done, and everything. <laughs> if they would have had the letter of intent there, I would have signed it. He would have signed it. End of story, it. okay? <laughs> and, and everybody at home was pretty much thinking, like, that would be a place oh my that God. he would go, you right, know? Right, because yeah. his personality, who he yeah. is. Yeah, he's got to go to L.A. I mean, he's right, got to go to California, LA. right? Nope. No, he goes to Duke. It's like, what? Yeah. Rut row. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it just, it, it, it just, it just, Blew up and he alluded to something else. His, there's no question in my mind. If you ask any of the, other, the the players that played after me, that his his jersey should be in the rafters. Absolutely. Like politics in that. What? And it's not a racial thing, but it, I tell you what, it it would have been a very less African American players going to Duke if he exactly. If he was the and, and I, 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 yeah, I agree. And I want to say, that's, that's a fact. Gene Banks' that's a jersey fact. needs to be retired in the Raptors. It I mean, needs to. A, I'm, no I'm saying it and saying it. I went to Cameron Indoor Stadium this year, with, last year with Gene, and I'm sitting there. And the first thing I looked up and I was like, where's your jersey? Like, why isn't your jersey here? Like, well, it needs to. It really, right. really needs to be retired in the Raptors. No question. And, and no so, question about it. so let me ask you this, though. What was it like? Playing with this dude. Playing with Gene? Playing with Gene. Well, and i tell you, that's a great question because here's what I knew too, that I knew he was a winner. See, he okay. won the state, you know, high school, I think two years in a row, West Philly High. You know, he won MVPs in the McDonald's Classic. He was yeah. unselfish, you know, won about points. He just wanted to win. Yeah. And I never a machine. won a state championship when I was in high school. I wanted to come okay. to Duke and win. Yeah. And I knew that's what he was about. And then seeing him his freshman year help lead the team yeah. to a championship his freshman year was very rarely freshman Duke can do. Yeah. You know? And uh, like I said, he was like a big brother. I knew it would be times we, we might be on the court and he would just will his way. He would grab guys by the jersey, say, hey, man, we're going to win. And he would st it, was, it was just a confidence when you know somebody has your back that you're going to play with confidence. You're going to up your game. Yeah. Because I, cause as, a, as a younger guy, as a little, as a little brother, I didn't want to disappoint him. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, well, I right. wanted to win. But I said, these guys won in every, pretty much, in every high school and college. So right. he was a guy that would, would do anything. It wasn't about the points, but whatever it took, he was going to help the team win. And that's, that's the most important thing I could say. He was a winner. He's always been a winner. And that's what really rubbed off on me. And I learned, I tell these kids now I'm coaching. I've been coaching for 20 something years. I learned, I learned to win. I wanted to win, but it's, it's, it's experience. You got to have guys on your team that you can, that makes it contagious. Yes. That you can feed off of. And he yes. was a guy, everybody, we knew when we get into a game, man, he was going to give it his all no matter what. And we were going to fight for 40 minutes. And mm -hmm. that's all you can ask. So that, that, to me, that was the number one thing. And he made it fun to play, you yeah. know, and, and all that. So 
it was that that experience there. You got to have a guy like that. Or you're not going to win. Yeah, yeah. He was like that in high school. I mean, he 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 led our, our our team in high school as a leader, and so he did have those leader qualities. And uh, you know, he was like the Pied Piper. You know, people just they just. I mean, and and for us at high at West Philly High School, I mean, we would go to the playoffs all the time, and people would come to our games like they were going to the Sixers games. And as a matter of fact, Jim, we probably had more people coming to our games than than the Sixers game because. We, we had to actually play uh, our high school games in the junior high school gym because our school, did, we had the matchbox. It was this little tiny gym. And uh, as we, we had a show with Coach uh, Goldenberg and all of the old speed boys, and they had some stories about the matchbox growing up. But you learned leadership right. skills right. in the matchbox. Wouldn't you say that, Jim? Yeah. Most definitely. And one thing I want to say about my joy about basketball. I had the most greatest joy playing basketball with uh, Clarence Aki Tillman. Oh, yeah. And and it, there was nothing above that. And then I'm the one of the most best blessed basketball players ever. Didn't they go to Duke? We had the year, and then Vince comes in, and he made me really even enjoy playing basketball more. I never enjoyed being able to go on the court more than when I went out. And I'm not just saying it because I have him on the show. But like you say, like a little brother, he's like all yeah. these other things. I enjoyed watching because people did not really know. They saw his talents. He did some things. And a lot of times he was he was doing things. He wanted to do things what Coach wanted him to do. He didn't just go because there, <laughs> there were there were a couple of times he could have just went off and just said the hell with y'all. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a ball. I'm a flow. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And he could have done that and would have right. been and been great at it. But he he stayed in with a concept of the the game. But the thing I want to say, and I was going to leave this for later on the, in the show, people are coming in and out. 1980 was a tough, was an interesting year for us. And uh, we played an ACC tournament. And I watched the ACC tournament in the last month. And I watched over and over again, that game against us in Maryland, when we won the championship. We don't, we are not ACC champions if Vince Taylor doesn't have the game that he has. Um, and I'm telling everybody that's watching the show right now, look at the 1980 ACC championship tournament game and watch that game from the beginning to the end. There's, there's Gene Banks is not the top. Mike Jeminski is not the top. It was all collective. But the guy that won us the ACC championship is the guy we're talking to hands down in the critical moment. And when you talk about winning, he makes back-to-back plays. He makes He does some things. I mean – I, I got emotional and cried. I called him. He'll he'll contest us. I called him and told him. I said, Vince, man, I, I mean, this is but this is thirty something years or, or more. And I watched him. And I'm like, wow, he had back to back plays. He played great, and he played like that all year in different situations. But in a crucial game like that, he won the ACC tournament for us in Duke University. Lionel Williams says facts. <laughs> Yeah, those were, you know, those were just, you know, we had a team where we, we really had great chemistry. We started out, our first two years we got there, we were number one in the country. Mm-hmm. Both first two years. People don't realize that before Coach K, we were number one both years. And then my sophomore year, we were like number one for like, I don't know, for weeks on end. Two months. We hit a, we hit a, a slump. So people jump, you know, start jumping off the bandwagon. And then, okay. then we regained our our uh, composure and came back and swept through the um, 
through the ACC. But just like I said, man, I, I've always played. When I, when I believe my teammates and believe my brothers who were always on the team, I was going to give 110%. I just said, we just got to we, we win somehow in some way. And I won that game, helped win that game. Gene's won, helped win dozens of games. And Mike did too, you know. But And it, that's what it takes when you're under pressure and, and, and you, you got to perform during those yeah. times. So it, it, was, uh, it was great coming back and proving the critics wrong again because they thought we were done. And then we went into Kentucky. I don't know, and remember, Gene remembers this. We had to play Kentucky in their own gym. In Kentucky? For doing the Sweet 16, and we beat them. In Kentucky? Well, going into the final eight, to the final eight, yeah. We had because, to because mainly because, not just me or Mike, or any, because of you. Go in there. Yeah, that was, that was the craziest thing. That should never happen again, where a team could play in their home gym for the final eight, you know, going into the NCAAs, the final eight, and, and we beat them there. And uh, when I look back, we had the talent. We should have gone, when Gene went his freshman year to the championship, we should have been in the final four, three or four straight years. Yep. We, we underperformed. And I'm not saying, because we, we had the players, mm -hmm. for sure. That was I, I, and and if we'd have done that, we'd have been as one of the greatest teams to play the Duke. If you go back three or four straight years to the Final Four, because we should have, but mm -hmm. we hit some some rocky roads and just didn't get there. Well, you know, then also Luke, you know, after the, that freshman year, Luke Getz, who um, who just uh, recently who just recently passed, uh, Lou. he was the he was the top assistant, and just taking a moment to to remember Lou, he was he was the mm. the we we call him the Jewish mom, you know, and. He knew how to take handle each guy, and Lou left after we went to the championship. He got his opportunity to be a head coach, but that was the key that hurt us. And then we changed. We changed John Harold to Bob Bender, which is not a problem. But you know, this is the team that brought you in there, and everybody started smelling themselves. And here we are, number one in the country. Uh, and then we, you know, it, it was it was we we lost the innocence in the in the, the what we need to do. Jim Spinark was going pro, and then they tried to get his numbers up, and this, the mentality just changed. And then everybody was just ha la la and happy that we were who we were, but we just didn't stay back to stay focused on our business. And that's what it was. Well, I, I mean, Lou, that's Lou. Lou was amazing, and uh, I got the chance to meet Lou last year, have dinner with him and Tracy, and just beautiful, beautiful people. Got to hear a whole bunch of old stories about Gene and uh, things like that. But, uh, you know, your your friend is on here right now, Ken Dadar. What's Kenny up, Kenny? Kenny. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, What's up, Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> he said, damn coaches held us back. <laughs> oh, my God. Kenny Denard is on there, folks. Kenny hey, hey, If I can say one thing. Go I, ahead. I would say this. As a guard, with Gene and Kenny, as those two people <laughs> were in, hey, it was no fear whatsoever. KD would take you out. It did not matter. I love KD. He's a brother. Hey, but them two, and I'll tell you what, this is what made our team so special was that you could, I could get in and throw it up court, and they could take it off the bounce and go themselves like guards. Gene and Kenny, them dude, them two bookends, hey, wouldn't trade them for a million dollars. No way. That was my man, KD. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hell. That was Kenny, my guy. Kenny says, Vince, the it's prince, smooth was smooth as, as smooth silk. silk. Yes. <laughs> smooth as silk. Man, we, uh, people, people don't realize, and, and, and Kim, 
Kim uh, Wooten Balderson will tell you she watched those games and and many people watched her students. And there was a special thing that was happening back then with us, and and we just love being out there playing. You know, we, right. um, I mean, she's, I mean, it, it was just the 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 worst part about when we lost in this the uh, NCAA championship game was that it wasn't that we lost the game. That wouldn't have been, it was that we weren't gonna be playing ball for 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 uh, the remainder of the summer. Unless we did it on our own, but we weren't going to be together, and that was right. the sad part. I mean, we really actually said that well, we ain't going to have practice tomorrow, you know. So um, yeah. it was great to have that. But Vince, you you were uh, awesome. Uh, I call you the ultimate unsung hero because here's the thing: you played for Bill Foster, then you played for Coach K. Yeah, I was wanting to know, like, since Kenny alluded to the damn coaches holding Hill Jones' back. What was the difference between their coaching styles? Especially you know? after I left, especially after I left too. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It, you know, and and I can say this. And what I didn't realize since I've been coaching is Coach K was like 34, 35 years old coming into he was young. ABC from Army. Okay. There's no comparison. He jumping in the ACC where you had Dean Smith, you had all these coaches. So I don't, I don't. He didn't. He never coached a team with this much talent. And, and confidence, and he came in like about to me, and this is my view, he learned it from Bobby Knight. You know, the structure, oh, the Bobby yeah. Knight, that way, this way. And he's changed, he's evolved now, but he came in like a Bobby Knight guy, you know, in that way, where Coach Foster just let, hey, we got it, we just float, you know, in that way. And uh, so it was difference in that way, and he had to learn his, he had to learn his way through, you know, and, he, and here's the funny thing, with Gene and Kenny, they Gene and Kenny. They they that's who you ain't changing them. That's because that's that's who they are. That's who their DNA is. And yes. I'm just gonna say it that way. So Coach Foster knew how to coach them, you know, knew how to coach them guys, kind of, you know, how to deal with Coach K's coming from Army. Hey, me, Gene, or Kenny, we're not the Army guys, you know, we're not we got a whole different mentality yeah. and playing style. So I would say it was really tough in that way. And then he brought he brought a staff in that didn't really truly had to deal with us too. And it was it was it was it was chaos at a little bit at the beginning. When you say T. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty interesting the adjustment. But I I, I never had a disrespect for him. I you know he was oh. our coach and he was he was great, but I, I I'm he was weeding through it all and then the, the assistant coaches were were interesting to say the least. The the what the one I liked the most was my favorite was Colonel Rogers. Colonel was my favorite. He, he was he, he was an older guy that coach had a lot of respect for, and he would say that one thing. People were walking. I look at him like, did he actually say that? <laughs> he was really sarcastic. But, sarcastic. But I I liked him. I liked him, and that's the thing about it. And and, and coach didn't coach figured you know me and Kenny were going to be gone. We weren't we were going to be that long. So, but coach is is a military concept. I I I can think I can say this. He he breaks a person down, a freshman down, then builds them back up. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think the military does that, and 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 that's been a successful situation. Kenny and I were going, we were one and done. We are our, we are his first one and dones, okay? Because right. we left and we won pro, okay? So, uh, you know, Kenny, that that's that's a shout out to Kenny and his 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 uh, logo, one and done. But um, I just want to say that it was. And, and here's the thing: he came in, he didn't get any recruits. We got Doug McNeely. And uh, like Doug, give Doug his respect, but we didn't ha- we didn't get any forwards, we didn't get any centers, we didn't get any guards. I mean, 
we got one player coming in from all this transition, and coach had to deal with that. But luckily, he had he had uh, a force in, in in line. Yeah, it was it was it was a, it was it was tough. But like you said, like like Gene said, he uh, he's a competitor of all competitors now, Coach K, and uh, he's from Chicago too. So we had that in common in that way. But it was uh, it was tough. He had to learn his way through. He was a young coach. People don't realize it. I didn't realize that he was that young when he got the job. You know, but now yeah, he's got new heights and oh, he's he's heck, the man he's, now he's because the goat. He's at, the goat. No at one time they were trying to get him out of there. People don't know this. That's true. Duke, Duke had the alumni association and the the darn Dukes. They were trying. He was about almost gone. If Tom Butters doesn't stand behind Coach K, Coach K would have never been to stayed there. Bottom yeah. line. That's true. But if Tom Butters would have given Bill Foster what he asked him to do and they would have worked it out, Bill Foster would have still been there. So, you know, I, 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 want, I want to give a shout out to a couple of people. Kenny Denard says, Kenny says, fire Dwyer, fire Dwyer. <laughs> <laughs> Vince and I, we know who that is. That was, oh, that was one of our assistant Tiny. coaches. Oh, my God. He was, he wore us out. But he, he, he painted up. Then the, uh, Lionel Williams Neptune. He said he ran a speakers bureau at Gilbert Adams dorm, the junior year. And when he invited Coach K to come and speak, six folks showed up. So Coach started out. You know he had to prove himself. You know how that is. You know he had to prove himself. But uh, anyway, I, I, that that was one of the questions because because Vince, you listen, you led the league, the ACC in scoring that your, yeah, your senior my, year. My senior year and. Um... You know, and, and me and Coach got to know each other, and he and he opened up more, and uh, and that was tough because I was really a marked man my senior year. Because you're going against teams that had had more talent. We were really young, had more talent. We just had maybe me, Chip England, uh, uh, rest in peace, Tommy Emma, yep, Tommy and Gasol, um, and Alan we Alan Alan Williams, and uh, we had to compete, and it was tough. And like Gene was saying. They were on his behind because nobody knew who Coach K was, so he couldn't bring in the high, mm -hmm. the big name recruits yet. Nobody knew, so we just had to fight and fight. And then he finally landed a great class after my senior year with Johnny Dawkins, Jay Billis, and Mike, Mark Allery and, and um, David Henderson. And they still lost his first year, first mm -hmm. couple of years. And then after that, he uh, there's no turning back. So. It was it was a rocky road. They were they were on him tough. So I don't think he ever forgot that. <laughs> you never forget stuff. No, like he really. We we've had discussions. He has not forgotten that, but he's moved on because yeah. he's. I mean, he's moved on where he's one of the winningest coaches, and he's making over ten million dollars a year. So you can easily move on from situations like that, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would say. <laughs> now 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 check this out. Here, here's the thing. I'm, uh, I I, I want to talk more about your Duke career. Because, you know, because bottom line, you graduated, which is I'm very proud of you on that. I know your mom was very happy. That was the day. My mother was not going to allow me to leave that yes. camp. She told Chris <laughs> Kennedy, remember Chris Kennedy? Yes, sir. That in these four years, he better be walking down there getting that piece of paper. And uh, that wasn't going to happen. And I knew that I was going to definitely have to do that for sure. So let me tell you all. This man out not only did he play on the court and excelled, he excelled in the classroom. Uh, just an amazing student, student athlete, and uh, epitomized what it's all about. And that's what I loved about him, too. He was a little brother, too, a little sneaky little son. that wouldn't mess with me sometimes. But uh, <laughs> but he did. He, he, he was great to play with. And then also, this guy did his academia 
made his family proud. And that's more than anything else. We can talk about anything we want to, but that's what I'm very proud of him on that situation. So that's what this is all about when it comes to that. Now we got to move on because Thomas Plum, there's, there's so much we're going to talk about. I mean, we, we talk about you graduated from Duke University. Yes. Cause that's, that's what we're there. Besides the basketball, we're there. Like your mom, Joan told us we are supposed to, our expectations are to graduate. Right. We're African-American young men. It's not that we're just men, but we have to go. These are expectations that are made of us, and we had right. to do that. And and I miss your mom. I miss your mom. Our, both, both of our mothers expect, yeah. you know, that that was going to happen. And, and, and I tell our kids, like, I'm a coach now. I said, there's no reason why you shouldn't because you have tutors, you have everything there for you on a scholarship. You know, and you just can't take it for granted because so many people before us would never. And there's kids now, uh, people would love to have this opportunity. And it was, it's, it's a great opportunity to, to graduate from a great school like that and get your, get your degree because it goes a long way. You know, not only degree, but to me going there, it's a network. It's a, it's a huge network from that. But, but, but you, you had that instilled in you by your mom and your dad. Right. Really your mom about that educational piece. Besides right. the basketball, right. they can see us on, on TV, but that was major to her. Mm -hmm. And, and no it put question. it into you. No question. She was an English teacher. And, and uh, like my father, they were both. Education was the, the priority. And um, so I was between my mother and father and my sister, I might have been. I was. I was like fourth in line and in grades. I was a pretty good student, but all of them were, you know, uh, top of the line. So I had to live up to a lot. <laughs> and here's the thing. And family. Now people don't know this about Janet. Janet Taylor, but her name is Janet Jackson. Your sister <laughs> has moved on to doing amazing thing as a, as as a. Let me be clear: as a doctor in psychology right. or whatever. Yes, I've saw her on several shows uh, yes. a couple of years ago, and she's amazing what she's done. Uh, I mean, she her, her her name became Jackson because she married she had married Stu Jackson, who was working at the NBA office, and then they they've moved on and still they've raised some they have two some beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. daughters, kids. Uh, but Janet, I've always loved Janet because, first of all, she almost looked like your twin, kind of. Yeah. But uh, that that was one thing. But uh, she's always epitomized what your mom and your dad always talked about. Mm -hmm. And you did, too. Yeah, so, I was so, fortunate. I was fortunate to, uh, I, even now, if I have some issues with kids or what I'm going through, I can just call her because she's, she's mm. been on, she's always on, she's been on GMA probably five or six times a year. Oh, wow. And, did some other shows on CNN and she deals with this crisis with, you know, I, I'll, I'll bounce things off of her with, with our young men and just in America today mm -hmm. or, when, or what you're going through or with my son and daughter, I say, you know, when I'm ready mm -hmm. to grab my son by, hey, I'm shaking. I'm like, you know, <laughs> get me straight. This is what you got to do. Be patient, da, 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 and all that. But, but, but people, don't, that, people um, don't know that she, she is a very, very powerful source of that and she's fantastic she's amazing so let you guys know janet taylor jackson but it's janet jackson look her <laughs> up she's she's amazing um uh she she will I, I can't even begin to tell you she's she's just amazing and that's that's vince taylor's sister 
Yep. Well, you got some shout outs too. Dwayne yes. Pierce was talking about uh, the Knicks, you know, being not yep. a good decision. With the yep. Kenny Matthews, remember Kenny Matthews played yes, NC sir. State? Yes, sir. K Mac, K Mac says, uh, he says he gives a warm hello and so forth. And, uh, Carla Williams says yes indeed. She always says yes indeed. Agree on stuff. <laughs> you know, Carla. Carla, Carla gonna be Carla. She gonna say what she gotta say. You know, and then my 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 sister, my my little sister up in Philadelphia, Pam Williams. She always wants to say hello to you and send you love and kisses. She's doing well. She's a minister up there now. Wow. And she's doing great wow. things so forth. And uh, I got some people up in New York to bite the Clarkston. Air, we call her Air Mama. She, she knows about your game, and she says a warm hello. Uh, Angela Williams from Greensboro, North Carolina. Very prominent, very wonderful, ex- exceptional woman here. Uh, supports and so forth and does a lot of things. And she, she's just wonderful, very supportive. I'm going down a list of all these people that are giving you love, Vince. You're the prince. I, <laughs> I got that name, I think. Yeah, how did that name was, come about, Vince? It wasn't mine. I mean, it was it's, not, it, it, it was rhymes. Not it was not, not, I, I didn't give that name to myself. I, you, you came know, from and, royalty? You know, What's up with that? Up with that name? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. Who it came was, up with the name? Do you know? Ting, remember Eddie Lynch? Yep. I, I want to say Eddie Lynch. He, he said, because it rhymed with Vince. So they said Vince <laughs> the Prince and, and just stuck. That no, but they, they, no, they don't understand. I know what the prince means because when well, we tell go us out, what the prince means. Listen, tell us go, what the prince means. We go to the mall, okay? <laughs> they saw us coming. Now they knew about me, and there's a few people that came after me and said, "Hey, Gia. But when Vince came and they were screaming like like this was like the Beatles or Michael Jackson Don't or something like that. Ah, they were running over to you. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not making this up. I'm serious. I'm serious. They they gave me a little love, you know, the older folks, you know, the 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 the, the college, but the 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 college, they came at him and they just were pulling. He was like, he was loving it. He 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 was so very so dignified and just being. No, I was shy and quiet. I was shy. Tink Tink had all the words. I was I was in the background, shy and quiet, and just. Yes, Tink they, is the preacher. He's the he's the the charismatic guy. That was. But <laughs> but, but, but 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 when it happened. It didn't matter what race, cue to color. You know, I just sit back and say, that's my little brother. Go ahead. Go ahead, Prince. Do your thing. <laughs> and uh, they just loved them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, those were great. Those were, uh, and I, you know, I really like North Carolina, too, because I, growing up, you think of this, <laughs> growing, growing up and going to North Carolina, I'd never been to North Carolina before I visited Duke. I'd never, I had no idea what it was, but the, most positive thing about North Carolina is there's so many universities there. So, so many kids, people of color have so many choices to go to school. You don't have that many, all those, yeah. the, the historic black colleges all in that area. And, and they're really down to earth people. And, uh, and it was, it was great. You know, they, they treat you like family, whoever you met, it was like family, you know, being in the South and being in North Carolina. Cause I'd never know. I didn't know what to expect going down there, but I really enjoyed it. Really did. Kenny Denar said you were the prince of darkness because every time you left the room, you turned off the light. Yeah. This dude here, man. He will, leave, he will leave your apartment or your room and he'll cut all the lights out while you're laying in bed or sitting down. I mean, like, and you're like, for real? Vince could be a little. Did that come from he, your mom? Did your mom use uh, no. Turn those lights out. He can be he be he can be a prankster. He could be a yeah, real, that's what I was. 
He was a real, you know, I'm like, this dude actually cut all the lights out, man. I cut, come on, for real, you know, or, or, or cut the heat up and walk out the door, you in the bed, cut the <laughs> so heat you up. You don't know, and you hey, sweating. We would we stay in the same room. Ting oh had to have the God. heat on the whole night. It'd be like, I felt like I was in the Bahamas, right? Sweating and everything else. I'd get up, turn it off, turn the air conditioner on. And I was fine. Then he'd get up like three o'clock, turn on the, Turn the heat on. We go back and forth. We'd be on the road. When we were on the road playing against other teams, man, it was just all night going back and this forth. This dude wants to be he wants to be like he's in Alaska. Freezing. But 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 he's got the he's got quilts and covers doubling over him. I'm like, I don't understand this. Why you got it? Uh, this is what this happened when you're on the road with, with your roommates and your, your teammates. He's got the the air conditioner on, but he's under the covers. And he's got double covers. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm looking at him like, looking up at him like, are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> so these are the, some of the stories we went through, but. Uh, <laughs> yes, we did it all. Oh, man. So Vince, tell us what you're doing now, because I, I know you're a coach, but tell us what you're doing. And I do have a question to ask you about sure. coaching. Um, I'm assistant coach at University of Central Florida. Um, and believe it or not, a head coach is Johnny Dawkins. So it comes full circle. Ah. It comes full circle. And, wow. Um, you know, I've coached for 20-something years in the pros and coached at Louisville, Minnesota, uh, Pittsburgh, Texas Tech. And now I'm, I'm down here in Orlando, so I'm coaching. And um, mainly, you know, it's just the same thing. As a coach, you're a mentor, coach, yeah. big brother these kids, trying to be a role model. Because it's, 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 it's hard times for these kids growing up now and what they're going through. Yeah. You know, it's when, a whole all the stuff going on. Thing, yeah, from and and I tell you what, it's a different mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, when we, when we played, when Coach Foster left, probably some of the guys would have left when the mm. state. These kids okay. now, if something changes, they will transfer. There's not a whole lot of loyalty to that mm. school anymore. So things have changed in that way. We, we grew up, you know, fighting through adversity. We're going to make it work. Mm -hmm. But now yeah. it's a different mindset mm -hmm. with these kids nowadays and getting them to understand that there's going to be some adversity. You can't run from it. You can't just transfer because some things aren't going well for you right now. But back in the day, if that probably happened, you know, so, uh, you know, I had two years with Coach Foster when Coach K came in. People were saying, well, man, you might, you should, are you going to transfer? Are you going to transfer? But I said, no, man, I'm – I'm with my family, with Gene and these guys and Kenny and these guys. I'm going to make it work, you know, in that way. So it's a lot, you know, in coaching to take. you got to wear so many hats with yeah. them. And I'm enjoying it and giving back to the community and giving back to the kids, you know. So do you yes. ever feel like you uh, are giving them some of the lessons that you were coached? So do you kind of like, I always say sometimes, uh, I when did I start speaking in my mother's voice? So things that my mom would say, some of her little quirky sayings, I'll be like, oh, I'm speaking in her voice. So do you ever feel like you are speaking in Bill Foster or Coach K's voice when you're coaching your kids? Oh, no question. It all comes yeah. back. It's like what your parents told you. You know, you, yeah, right, right, right. They would tell you something and then and then you go, you know what? You hate that. They were doghorn. They were like, <laughs> they, but they were like right. telling your kids that and telling your kids that. So like, no, it's oh. in a circle. You know, it's just simple sayings. You know, just you get what you put into it. Okay. Sayings like that with these kids. And that's what they have to learn. And I just tell them, you know, the biggest thing is through their knowing their history. You know, that so many guys had it so much way worse than you, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. it's nowhere near as bad as it was back in the day. Uh, and so to me, just, just trying to be, these kids now, they have so many more distractions out yeah. there from social media and yes. all this going on out here on the news, but you just try to try to keep them more focused on um, school, basketball, school, basketball, state, you know, and all that. And, and uh, so it's, it's, it's tough right now. It's tough. Vince, I, I want to say this. Um, we, we're, we're at the minute of 50, close to 53 minutes, and we're going we're gonna to have to do a second show. Yeah, I mean, and, and and the reason why because people don't even know about your international experience being in France and Belgium, mm. which is a major story that they need to hear about. And then also from that point, when we go about you being a family man, you you were you were married, you got divorced and moved on, but you have you raised your kids. You could and you took your son with you. You know, you all worked it out where you raised your son, and the the your daughter stayed with the, with the mother. But that's a great important talk about because that's something we're dealing with now and how our kids are changing their attitude so we got to do another show because i i'm going to share some things what i've dealt with dealing with my daughters and so forth and my son so and you got an interesting story talking about that as well um so i i'm so happy and and uh i, I don't even know how to begin to say I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to do it. we always say yeah we're gonna do a show whatever but you get into these shows and and there's so much that people don't know about Vince Taylor that's in-depth, that's viable. You know, you, you look at he, he got his degree. You know, uh, not so much he got his degree. This is what he was expected to do with his degree. He did what his parents and what the expectations was. He was the unsung hero of our basketball team. We had great players. You talk about Mike Jaminski and all these guys and myself, but Vince Taylor, he wins, honestly, I'm telling you the 1980 ACC championship for Duke. And then also we would we'd be Kentucky. So and there were games where we'd all done it. These are stories you don't hear about. You, you, right. hear, about, you hear about Gene Banks. You hear about Mike Jaminski. You hear about uh, Zion. You hear about all these guys. But you don't hear about the Vince Taylors. And then through the time where Coach K was his second year going through his trials, he had to rely on Vince Taylor. Right, right. Um, and Vince did his his just do. So as a little brother, as your big brother, I'm very proud of what you've done, how you've come, and what you've made yourself of. I love you more than life itself. And I thank you for taking the time to be on this show. And more than anything else, there's a lot of dookies that, that are happy to hear. They've yes. been listening to this. And they're going to be listening to it. It's, it's not just live, but it's, re it's recorded. So, yes. And a lot of people really, really loved you. And they still do. That went yeah, to school with you and also played against you and so forth. So I had to say that to you to let you know how appreciative of you that you are to not just me, but to many people. Right, right. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, man, you know it's mutual, man. We're brothers for life. Love you, man. And uh, you, were the, you, were the, you were the Pied Piper, man, that helped <laughs> yes. put us on this, put Duke back on the map. They had a great history before that, but and I say that, and I, I, I say it till I die, that, that if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have been there. Johnny followed me, Grant followed, followed Johnny, Tommy followed, and, and it was not a race thing, but just great players. That, that's, that's, that's what I looked at, and, and you instilled in me, you, showed, helped, you helped me show how to win, how to win the game and be selfless, and that's what I would say. The one thing, with everybody who's met you, that you were selfless. You give the shirt off your back or your last yes. dime. And you helped 
people win and be successful. So I learned that. And I and I that's a that's something I use in talking to our guys uh, on on the team. You gotta have because I, I I'll tell this story. I had him come speak to our guys. Uh, was last year, year before last. Year before last, yeah. yeah. Year before last. And how valuable it was to have a guy who would do it all, but the mentality to win. You got to have, and so many kids have so much talent, but they don't have that winning mentality yes. to win no matter what. It's just about points, but you got to, yes. he would do anything. He didn't care about points. He was about, it was about winning on and off the court. He'd be there for me. I know he'd always have my back. So that's why I knew I'd always have his back and in that way. And you guys, thank you very much because it's an honor to, to, to be on the show. But um, like I said, I had a great experience at Duke. I love the Duke people there, man. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I made a great choice because I, I, learned, I, had a, I got a second family and I got a, a big brother I never had. It was just me and my sister, but this guy was my big brother. And I, I, wanted, I, ne I never wanted to let him down because I wanted to win. You're poking the bear now because he's he'll cry. He'll cry. He's he, you see him getting emotional. <laughs> but that's he, the he, truth. But well, it's let, the truth. And and and, and I could tell I bet you every guy's on this team in high school would say the same thing. And yeah. that's that's what yeah, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's they the cry truth. all the time. We did a show, they were all crying. Yeah, so, and that's just what that's who he is. That's who he is. So when he comes in a room, like I said, when he came in a room. It was an aura, and the, the party wasn't start. The party didn't start to Tink walked in. <laughs> you know that saying in that song. Party didn't start to Tink walked in that place, and then we knew it was jumping. Then when he got in there, we we were good. <laughs> well, to my co-host, who's lovely and fantastic, and what she does, Lynette thank Jackson. You. Thank you. And to the end of this interview, I want to say this more than anything else. God bless me for having an opportunity to have you in my life. Thank you, Vince. Thank you. I mean brother. that. I feel the same. Thanks yeah. a lot. Continue success. Thank you. And we're, I just want to really just say that, just continue to all the fans that are out there to log on to genebankslegend.com. Send us a message. Talk with us. We've got some cool things coming out. The Gene Banks t-shirts coming back. So, um, you know, soon you'll see the store out there so you can order the commemorative t-shirt and uh so he i think he's full now so should i go ahead and close the show gene yeah you, you have to. <laughs> I, 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 I get when i talk to my duke boys i know I, I, get, I get a little emotional you know especially my high school boys so I, and, and i'm just thankful everybody that's been on watching the show yes. i mean the jackie and pam and Tabitha and mm -hmm. lino and Ken, jay jay but they, uh, I mean, just a lot of people that give their comments, Wayne Johnson, and uh, we, we see them and we want to give acknowledgement. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the love. And thank you for loving to come on and listen to Vince, too, as well. Yes, yeah, great. You guys be safe. Get Very your nice shots. Very nice to meet you, Vince. Lynette, <laughs> thank you. It's, it's my honor to meet you. You do a tremendous job. Thank you. Stay in touch. We'll stay in touch. All right. Chabella. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Bank Shot, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to The Bank Shot with your host, Gene Banks. The show is sponsored by the John Coltrane Jazz Festival and Roar Media Group. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And until next week, don't forget to take your shot, The Bank Shot.